Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz with your host, Gail Dixon. Tune in every Saturday, 9 a.m. for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health, business, and finance. Learn from the experts here at PIHradio.net. And now, broadcasting from the Partners in Health and Biz studio, here's Gail. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz. I am so very happy you could join me this morning. This is a wonderful, beautiful day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And today's show, Five Early Warning Signs of Prostate Cancer. Wow, as you may know, and if you don't know, September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. And so we want to provide this show, we plan this show, and we know that for years women have been encouraging our men to get tested for prostate problems. Many men have ignored the early warning signs because you were not, men, you were not aware that these symptoms that you were having were an indication of a growing condition. So today I have a special pre-recorded uh, audio of by Dr. David Brownstein, Dr. David Brownstein, and he will be talking about uh, he will be talking about the connection between iodine, prostate, and other cancers. Dr. David Brownstein is a family medicine and holistic practice practitioner, and he has been practicing medicine for well over 20, 30 years. He has written multiple books. And if you'd like to find out more, you can always uh, Google Dr. David Brownstein, and that's Brown, B-R-O-W-N-S-T-E-I-N. There's also a website I'd like you to investigate. It's called thetruthaboutcancer.com. So you can go there and you can find out a lot of information uh, also, additional information, lots of videos and other doctors and health and wellness professionals uh, on that site. Again, that site is thetruthaboutcancer.com. Also uh, this morning I'd like to share with you from a naturopath that I am, she's actually my naturopath, has been one of my naturopaths for years. And her name is Dr. Andrea Sullivan. She practices medicine in Washington, D.C. She has a practice on Connecticut Avenue, Dr. Andrea Sullivan. And she has a book called A Path to Healing, A Path to Healing. Dr. Sullivan is one of the nation's leading naturopaths. And A Path to Healing is a guide to wellness for body, mind, and soul. So she talks about in her book in one of the chapters about cancer and says that African-American men have a higher overall cancer rate than any other racial or ethnic group in America. African-American men have higher incident rates of cancer of the prostate, lung, and oral cavity than any other ethnic group. They also have the world's highest chance of development along with the highest mortality rate from this disease. White men, she says, have a higher five-year survival rate than African-American men, and this may relate to the fact that higher animal fat consumption may be associated with a higher risk for prostate cancer, as it is for breast cancer 
and that African-American men typically consume more animal fat than their white counterparts. In addition to the dangers of poor diet, we know that all cancers caused by cigarette smoking and heavy alcohol use could be prevented completely. So she talks about a little more about the uh, connection between uh, ca- about cancer and lung cancer. But prostate cancer, she says, although it is beyond the scope of this chapter that I was, um, I'm talking to you about, she says that prostate cancer is becoming an increasingly important issue because it is the second leading cause of cancer death among specifically African-American men behind lung cancer. And uh, she says she strongly urges all African-American men over 40 in her practice to have a prostate examination yearly, especially if they have a family history of cancer, if they come in contact with chemicals or toxic waste on a regular waste on a regular basis, or if they smoke or drink excessively. And this could be uh, for all men but uh, specifically in terms of how often for African-American men. Also, men in general who have a vasectomy are believed to have a higher or a greater risk of prostate cancer. A prostate examination includes, in case you don't know, a prostate examination includes a routine rectal examination and blood work. That's why many men shy away from having this exam, but it's very important that they have it. The person may experience pain with urination uh, or ejaculation and rectile, erectal, I'm sorry, ejaculation and rectal pain during bowel movements. Uh, men, you can have pain in the back of the legs and hips that may also indicate prostate problems. But any of these conditions can also be signs of benign prosthetic hyperplasia, which is not cancer. So that's the other thing. A non-cancerous condition of the prostate, and that's called benign prostatic hyperplasia. If diagnosed in the early stages, prostate cancer can be treated and cured in most cases. However, in terms of uh, the African-American population, most black men do not want to go through the discomfort of a rectal exam. A doctor who feels something suspicious in the rectum will usually order a biopsy of the area. If the biopsy tests positive for cancer, the doctor will then order more tests, including x-rays and blood work to determine whether the condition has spread to other parts of the body. If the tumor is small and localized, Surgery alone may be sufficient to remove it. If the patient is older, the doctor may have to perform radiation treatment. Now, a 1993 report in the Journal of the American Medical Association states that prostate, uh, prostatectomy, the removal of all of the part <laughs> forgive me the removal of all or part of the cancerous prostate gland and radiation may not be the best treatment for prostate cancer the report states that it may be better for the patient to monitor the tumor's progress and withhold treatment until absolutely necessary now natural paths Believing this wait-and-see approach may be the best alternative for prostate patients. We'll we'll prescribe natural remedies in the meantime. 
Now, um, there are herbal treatments and nutritional supplements that the naturopaths will recommend that you take. If you can get a copy of Dr. Andrea Sullivan's book, she speaks about the herbal treatments and nutritional supplements that that men can take on in her book on page 242. If not diagnosed or treated in time, however, prostate cancer can spread to any organ in the body. The most common sites for its spread are the bones and lymph nodes. With such a diagnosis, chemotherapy or hormonal therapy is absolutely necessary. So if you wait until you know you have these symptoms and you ignore them and you're, uh, you continue to age and your symptoms continue to get worse, then it can come to the point where you must have, you must be treated with some of these um, more invasive therapies, the chemotherapy or her, her, uh, the chemotherapy, but uh, so, and the hormone therapy. So, That is like the introduction of this show, and we're going to listen in a minute to Dr. David Brownstein, again, family medicine and holistic practitioner here at Partners in Health and Biz. We do believe in both holistic medicine and, of course, the that's the main thing here, the holistic uh, part of treating. If you can prevent a, a disease or a condition by eating healthy and exercising and doing things that are natural. However, it's also there comes a point where you cannot just depend on natural. If if your condition has gone too far, you must seek medical help from a medical a MD. Uh, a naturopath is an ND a doctor of natural medicine, and an MD, of course, is a medical doctor. Both go to school for to learn about medicine and how to treat, treat people uh, medically, but the naturopath treats more with the natural medicines. That's what the, the herbs and the tinctures and things of that nature. So I will like to give out the call-in number this morning, in between this, this next, the next audio, you will hear from Dr. David Brownstein. We will have a break in between. The call-in number is 347-945-7433, 347-945-7433. Press 1 if you have a question or a comment, a comment, and you don't have to do anything if you just want to listen continue to listen to the show. So right now we're going to hear going to hear a word from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back and then we'll go jump right into our audio from Dr. David Brownstein. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Let's be creative with Carrie. Caricatures by Carrie, available for weddings, parties, anniversaries, corporate events and more. Children's book authors, superheroes, and cartoon illustrators. Logo and graphic designer. Contact Carrie for your customized creations. Caricatures by Carrie at gmail.com. Connect on Twitter and Instagram with hashtag CaricatureCarrie and check him out. www.CarrieGJohnsonDraws.com. Yes, we're back. In case you're just tuning in, you are listening to Partners in Health and Biz. We are broadcasting live 
www.pihradio.net. I'm your host, Gail Dixon. And the topic this morning, five early warning signs of prostate cancer. The next voice you hear, you will hear is Dr. David Brownstein, family medicine and holistic practitioner. So enjoy, uh, listen, take notes, and we'll be back after this audio. Uh, I started looking at patients uh, holistically about 20 years ago after treating my father was my first holistically treated patient. And I found that my father, who had a 25-year history of heart disease and continual angina and seeing all the best doctors out there was on 10 different medications, when I looked at him holistically, he had an unrecognized thyroid problem. And when I just got his thyroid working better, you know, his 25-year history of angina went away. He he felt better. He looked better and acted better. And I started looking at every patient from that moment on for hormonal and thyroid problems. And ultimately, I came to find so many patients with thyroid problems that I started searching for an underlying cause of why are so many patients having thyroid problems. And about 12 years ago, I came to that uh, I made a study of iodine. And when I started looking at my patients and their iodine levels, I found that over 95% were significantly low, low in iodine. And when I started uh, rectifying this with using the right kind of iodine, these patients started to get better from a variety of problems, including thyroid problems and breast problems and ovarian uterine and prostate problems. And we'll, we'll get into all that discussion. But that, that's how I started. And, you know, now I've been treating people with iodine for, you know, over a dozen years and seeing the great results with it. And the power structure didn't know about this, and that's why they added iodine salt in the 1920s to prevent the goiter epidemic that was occurring. And the, the, the interesting thing was after they, you know, the, the, the iodization of salt was hailed as one of the first public health miracles in the United States government, and it was. It, it really effectively treated a problem that was a, that was a you know occurring at epidemic rates. It treated it cheaply. It treated it safely. Um, the the interest for iodine waned after that because iodine is not a patentable substance, and big pharma started to make inroads after World War II, and really they were only interested in patentable substances. And the the, the powers that be thought that the goiter epidemic was cured with the iodization of salts, which just wasn't the case. And then it things got worse in the 1970s the when radioactive iodine began to be used in medicine radioactive iodine would only work if people were iodine deficient it doesn't work if the iodine receptors are saturated with iodine because the radioactive iodine just passes through and doesn't bind anything the powers that be mandated that the flower products have iodine removed from them which used to be in all the flower products and put bromine in them which is a uh, toxic halogen and it's a competitive inhibitor of iodine. And it, that's what really started driving the iodine epidemic we're seeing, you know, uh, 40 years later now. And um, that's why I think we're seeing so many more thyroid problems and breast problems and so on and so on. Iodine is an essential element for our body. If we don't have enough iodine, we won't live. It's concentrated in the glandular tissue of the body. And iodine's main job in the glandular tissue is to maintain the normal architecture of the glands. When I say the glandular tissue, I refer to the breast, the ovaries, uterus, thyroid, prostate. What are we having problems with in our country right now? Glandular problems. We have one in seven women with breast cancer, one in three men with prostate cancer. We have epidemic increases of ovarian and uterine problems. And certainly we have epidemic increases of all the thyroid problems, autoimmune thyroid illnesses such as Hashimoto's 
and Graves' disease, hypothyroidism, and thyroid cancer. What's the relationship between all these diseases that are increasing the epidemic rates? I say the relationship is iodine deficiency. Over the last 40 years, our iodine levels have fallen over 50%, according to the U.S. government's own studies. During that same time, we've seen rapid increases in all those illnesses I just mentioned. And I say that we're not going to get to the underlying cause of these problems with more mammograms and more PSA tests. We're going to get to the underlying cause when we start asking the right questions. Why are so many people suffering with thyroid, breast, and prostate and ovarian and uterine problems? And I say it's nutritional and hormonal imbalances, and one big piece of this puzzle for all this stuff is iodine deficiency. I've, I've been looking at patients for 20 years and trying to help them achieve their optimal health. And I can assure you it's impossible to achieve your optimal health if you don't have a properly balanced hormonal system. And I can assure you it's impossible to have a properly balanced hormonal system if you don't have enough iodine. Iodine is concentrated in all the glands of the body, and that includes the thyroid and the adrenals and the ovaries and the uterus. And I'm repeating myself with these, but it's important because so many people are suffering from these glandular problems. And most people don't know that if you don't have adequate amounts of iodine, you can't make any hormone in the body. That not only includes the thyroid, that includes the adrenal hormones. And a lot is written about low adrenal problems and people need adrenal support and the adrenal glands are your fight or flight glands and you need proper adrenal hormones to feel good and to be able to exercise and to be able to just function daily. Well, I can tell you I see a lot of people with adrenal and thyroid problems and they can't get their balance if they don't have enough iodine. Now, the government fortified salt with iodine in the 1920s after recognizing the goiter epidemic that was affecting the United States. And that little bit of iodine and iodized salt, it's about 75 micrograms per gram, was enough to prevent goiter in the vast majority of people that ate iodized salt. However, what's happened in the recent years is our exposure to toxic chemicals that pull iodine out of the body has, has increased rapidly. And two of these toxic halogens are fluoride and bromide. And we get bromide. I found that uh, bromide toxicity occurring in every single one of a thousand patients that I test for the bromide levels. And in fact, I stopped checking people for bromide toxicity just because I thought I was wasting their money because everyone's high in bromide. We, we are exposed to bromide from multiple sources, from simple things like if you're in a pool or a hot tub that has brominated, where they're using bromine to uh, keep the water clean, there's one exposure. But we're getting bromide in our food from uh, bakery products because the government allows flour to be brominated instead of iodinated. Um, so the breads and pastas and cereals uh, made with regular flour are, are, have bromine in them. We also get bromine in drink, such as Mountain Dew and other soft drinks. Um, and we get bromine in a lot of medical uh, prescription items, such as uh, inhalers for asthma, and, and other prescription items where there's a bromine atom in the center of the uh, drug. The, the next most common halogen that is causing problems with our iodine levels is fluoride. And we all know that our water supply is fluoridated, even though there are no good studies that show the fluoridation of our water supply decreases cavity rates, which is why they did it in the 1950s. Um, what's not known by most people is that almost every single European country that used to fluoridate the water has stopped because they've realized that fluoride in the water is more dangerous than it is helpful. And they've also realized that there's no difference between cavity rate in fluoridated versus unfluoridated countries. Um, we also get fluoride in, in juices and, and any canned food source where they're getting it from a public water supply and using that water as part of the canned juices. 
Um, it's in baby food, and we have become an over-fluoridated country. And the, the, this double whammy of fluoride and bromide has really pushed the iodine levels down in our body and, and made us worse. And the consequences of this are this epidemic of breast cancer, fibrocystic breast disease, thyroid cancer, autoimmune thyroid illness, hypothyroidism, and prostate cancer that we're seeing. And I firmly believe that we're not going to get to the underlying cause of these problems by ordering more tests, um, out, such as mammograms or PSAs or, or and it's, these diseases are certainly not occurring because we have a deficiency of surgery or chemotherapy or radiation out there. It's occurring because we have nutritional and hormonal imbalances. And one of the biggest nutritional imbalance is iodine deficiency. I've tested over 6,000 patients. Okay, welcome back. I'm going to stop down right now with uh, Dr. Bronstein's presentation and actually share with you, and I hope you received a lot of valuable information from that clip. I want to share with you right now those five warning uh, signs that Dr. Bronstein uh, has uh, indicated for prostate cancer, the five early five early warning signs. The first uh, and and you are listening to Partners in Health and Biz on the PIH network. This is www.pihradio.net, and I'm your host, Gail Dixon. So the topic, the five early warning signs of prostate cancer, Dr. Brownstein was just sharing the connection between iodine deficiency and cancer. Now, the first early warning sign that he indicates is if a, a man is taking a prescription drug to relieve the symptoms of a swollen prostate, um, and he says this may actually increase your risk of prostate cancer. And it says this is uh, the FDA now requires warning labels on all prostate drugs that block the 5-alpha-reductase enzyme. So that's the first warning sign, taking a prescription drug to relieve the symptoms of a prostate, a swollen prostate. The second early warning sign that many men ignore is men who have too much estrogen relative to their testosterone um, are at a higher risk for prostate cancer. So when your doctor does a test and finds out that you have too much estrogen relative to your testosterone, then Dr. Brownstein says that is an early warning sign number two. He said, remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger, the muscular movie star, former governor of California, called his political opponents girly men? His remark was intended to show them who was boss, but interestingly, there's some truth to his words. As you age, you produce less and less testosterone, but without a corresponding drop in your levels of the female hormone estrogen. In time, you have too little testosterone and too much, too much estrogen. This causes several problems, weaker muscles, graying hair, reduced sex drive, and a chronically enlarged prostate. Early warning sign number three, that you have a prostate problem. The third early warning sign of prostate cancer is simply your age. By age 50, the symptoms of an enlarged prostate are annoying. By 60 and 70, they can be acute and dangerous. An enlarged, swollen, or inflamed prostate puts you at risk for bladder infection, kidney damage, and prostate cancer. 
And Dr. Brownstein says, I want to make sure you understand what the prostate gland does in your body, and then you can see how those problems get started. So um, you can go to Dr. Bronstein's uh, website and learn more uh, about that. So that was the third warning sign, your age. You know, how old are you? Don't think you can just ignore. You should, uh, at least by 40, you should be having regular prostate checkups because the symptoms can start early or they can start at 50, but by uh, 60 or 70, most men are having some type of symptoms. Okay, and it's not necessarily prostate cancer. Number four, early warning sign number four, you are deficient in iodine. What did Dr. Brownstein just uh, talk about in the clip, the audio clip? The fourth warning sign of that many men ignore uh, of, for, of prostate cancer, which is the fact that you are deficient in iodine. Iodine is an essential nutrient that protects against thyroid, as Dr. Brownstein, just, you just heard him speak about, protects against thyroid, breast, ovarian, and prostate cancer. And early warning sign number five. Here we go. Wow, wow, wow. You're overweight because, because of eating the standard American diet. Just 20 extra pounds puts you at an increased risk for prostate cancer. Many men age that are over age 50 carry an extra 20 or more pounds, often just in their belly. That not only increases it not only cre- increases a higher risk for prostate cancer, but it almost it's almost a sure predictor of future heart disease too. So that is early warning sign number five. If you were to cut back 40 to 50% on bad foods and replace them with good foods, you'd be taking a giant step toward preventing obesity, digestive disorders, arthritis, diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. In fact, whatever improvement you can make in this area will improve your health and boost your energy. So um, that is something that most men ignore, but you need to cut back. Here's some of the things you can cut back on. Cut back on sugars, white carbohydrate foods such as bread, potatoes, rice, pasta, chips, cookies, cakes, and ice cream. Cut back on processed meats and dairy products. Cut back on fruit juices and fruit-flavored yogurts that are loaded with sugar. In place of corn, peanut, and soybean oil, use olive oil and coconut oil. Use real butter, real butter instead of margarine. Cut back on complete or completely eliminate in bags, boxes, cartons, and cans. That's because they've all been refined, processed, and devitalized. Unfortunately, the vitamins and minerals and natural enzymes that your body needs for health and healing are, they have been processed out of packaged foods. So the six steps to prevent prostate cancer, eat a healthier diet, replacing bad foods with good foods, Number two, avoid taking prescription drugs for enlarged prostate whenever possible. Number three, maintain proper hormonal balance, including adequate testosterone. Number four, ensure adequate iodine levels. And number five, drink plenty of fresh water. Number six, take prostate-supporting nutritional supplements. Uh, and so those are the ways you can prevent 
uh, getting prostate cancer. Uh, and those are, and so you've heard the early warning signs and of prostate cancer. And Dr. Bronstein, I believe, was very clear about the connection between all cancers and iodine. So you need to um, get your iodine levels checked and to make sure that you're living a healthy life. We don't believe in diets here at Partners in Health and Biz. We believe in living a healthy lifestyle, doing what you should do, avoiding those foods that you shouldn't eat, eating the foods you should, plenty of fruits and vegetables, drinking plenty of fresh water, exercise, and watching that waistline, uh, avoiding alcohol and, and different um, different things that will, avoiding drugs, of course. So all of these things have a an effect on the body, Remember, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we must protect our bodies and treat our bodies with love and care. So this has been a very, I believe, informational show. I hope you you believe so, too. The information that we've shared this morning will help men and that you will will take it and understand the importance of getting checked for your getting your prostate checked you could you may not have cancer there are all different things that could be going on it could be uh, symptoms or prostatitis which is not cancer things that can be treated if you let it go too long these symptoms will turn into cancer so i want to thank thank you so much for joining me here on partners in health and biz and uh, be sure to uh, stay tuned for next Saturday. Uh, we have a special show planned for you. And my partner, Wendy Meyer off of WM Medical Communications, and I wish you a wonderful weekend. Next weekend, next Saturday, you can listen to Wendy Meyer off show. And so be sure to t- stay tuned for that. Until next Saturday, everyone. Stay healthy and business savvy. I'm your host, Gail Dixon. Have a blessed day.